here we are on uh, Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. Welcome to another episode of A New You Radio. want to uh, welcome all the listeners. So, um, our, uh, our second show as a group that we're doing together. Did some tweaks and hopefully you all really enjoy it. Uh, first of all, I want to introduce everybody on the show. Myself, uh, Mike, a member of A New You. Uh, doing the hosting, bringing out the topics, and moving the conversation along. Um, we also got the uh, the creator, so to speak, Josh, who's also uh, got a lot of good insight. And my man, John, right here, who's also going to be giving us some very good insight. Go ahead, John. Don't worry. The backdrop coming soon. Episode like four or six, something like that. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> I, I, I seriously can't wait. I sound, yeah, I would love that. I definitely would. And, uh, you know, which goes along with us uh, always revamping and reinventing ourselves and making the show better and better. So uh, it's been about two weeks since our last show that we've done and we've talked and conversed and some things have happened uh, in sports, politics, pop culture within our lives. So want to kind of start there how has your last two weeks been i'll start with john uh my last two weeks have been good um just really been thinking about the new year like like what's the next move um i'm really into traveling uh like what's the next place to go um waiting on josh to tell me if he's going to toronto or not oh true <laughs> maybe for new year's eve i might yeah. want to be down with that toronto trip I'm Man. just saying, from what I've seen, I might want to be down with a Toronto trip. But what was the last place you've been to since you're talking about travel? The last place I've been to, oh my gosh. Um, what, Houston? Houston, yeah, yeah. Yeah, H-Town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, Houston's a great place, especially if you're young, you're black. Um, really an inspiring place in the sense of just like really trying to figure out what you want to do, um, meeting the right people, uh, no negativity. Um, positive vibes, good food, uh, cheap Airbnbs, uh, no covers at bars or clubs, uh, at least for the most part. Um, I've only been there, well, I'll say three, three times this year. Everyone who seems to see me go there always think I live there in a sense because of how much I broadcast it. But it's really, really a fun place, good weather, um, besides the uh, floods and stuff. It's definitely a place to visit. Oh, there's a good plug for H-Town, Houston, three times in one year. So yeah, I can see why they think you lived there. Yeah. Probably probably four or five by the end of this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. What, and uh, What airline do you fly? Uh, it varies. Flying from Jersey. Um, there's Yeah, it's there's always good deals. Um, if you're flying from Newark, you'll probably find a lot more better deals. Uh, you find flights. I always recommend doing fl Google flights. Um, one book one ways, and uh, flights ar go around from like let's say like forty, sixty bucks to Houston. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, for the most that? part, if you uh, you look, book it up. That's like Amtrak from here to DC and back. Basically, he knows yeah. about DC. Trust me, John knows about DC. A very dangerous place. <laughs> Chocolate Hall, like okay. Chocolate City. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> it's gonna be the DC stories for another podcast. Oh, Shout out to Nazir. We're gonna get some stories about that. 
<laughs> oh, oh, before I forget, Josh, not to cut you off, definitely want to give another good shout out to the new you barbershop. Jazz, the owner of the barber, uh, played our podcast uh, a few weeks ago. Got some beautiful insight, which I'll get into, but definitely want to give him a, a big shout out. Um, yeah, so appreciate it. Definitely. And uh, Josh, two weeks has been since we've been on here. How's your last two weeks been? Very inspired simply because I have to create that momentum. Because once you create that momentum, that habit, like that positive conscious habit, right? those are the habits that lead to your freedom. Making those habits, making that your lifestyle, making it part of who you are. And if you're becoming more of yourself, then you absolutely need to instill those habits. So one of the habits that my friends and I have been talking about is waking up at 4.30 to get a, a jump start on the competition. Especially since we have a vision of where we want to be. So there might be a, a reality that we might need to wake up at 4.30 anyway to go on a flight to give a presentation in L.A. just to be there at 9 a.m. That's true. And you know how much love traveling, so... Right. So when you've been waking up at 4.30, starting this new hat, what have you been doing now when you wake up at 4.30? Recording. Okay. I find that my thoughts are much more concise, powerful, and clear in the morning. Like... Before the sun or as the sun is coming up. It's very interesting. So you might want to look at that too, Brother John. Well, it's a struggle for that. Uh, definitely waking up early in the morning. But to concur with what you're saying, definitely waking up early is really the goal and the mindset. Because if you look at people who are very successful, um, you look at people who start their days, they always start between the hours of 4 and 5.30 in the morning, because if you think about it, there's no distractions, it's quiet, um, no one's bothering you, and it's just you. And it's basically you against you at that particular moment. I suppose if you wake up like at seven, eight, nine, whatever the time may be, there's always so much commotion, there's traffic, there's people going back and forth, there's messages and all that other stuff. But if you wake up early, you have a more clear mindset where you feel that that tunnel vision in the sense of like, okay, what can I do? I did this. What's next? And now your the fluidity of you of your thinking and your process of what you're doing is just so much more natural when you wake up early, even though it's a struggle. But once you actually create that pattern, you'll be surprised of what you can do. And it's something that I definitely would love to strive to do. Because it is a struggle. It definitely is. But when you do it, it's a beautiful thing. See, it might be a struggle for Brother John because Brother John likes to have late nights. <laughs> so. so it's also a struggle for me because I'm a person who probably always stays up past midnight for the entirety of my life. So. I, I, I do the same. So we were at the barbershop last week on Thursday. It might be like 1130. And um, I think John hadn't even got his hair cut yet. And he's asking us. What are you doing after this? <laughs> what, what are you trying to get into? So, I don't know if that 430 going to work for Brother John. We're going to see. <laughs> It'll work. If you ask him, now I've seen me at times, especially when we were younger, where we would go out and he'll be passed out and I'll be up early doing other things, like getting ready for work or school, whatever the case may be. And I could do it. Do I want to do it at times? No, but I can do it. 
it's just it's just really a habit you have to create for yourself and once you once you do it I say if you do it for at least a good two weeks, it's just something that just comes natural. But it's just a, a, it's just the ability of you wanting to do it. So with that being said, next time we meet, it'll be two weeks from now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not making no promises. I we'll mean, see. let's try to form that habit. Let's try to let's get see. three days in a row. How about that? See where right. we're at two weeks from now. All right. Let's just start with day one. Big, you know, always have to go day <laughs> one for me. As a person who stays up late, All right. just, just make sure you can do, you know, next morning. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on that. Uh, as far as me to recap, it's been two weeks. Um, I've been still passing our original podcast around, getting all the feedback. I did get Jazz to play it in the barbershop uh, to get that feedback, which was good. Um, heard some things uh, that we need to, that, that we can do just to make it better, be a little bit more vibrant. As far as that, um, kind of uh do more of the uh make sure the topics are moving along as well as good news is we're able to now do a show from the barbershop i spoke to jazz and he said he doesn't mind that so we're now taking some time to create that format see how it will work uh getting insight from everybody to bring the show at location from the barbershop uh personally i had a birthday a couple days ago uh, Brother Josh treated me to breakfast, which was nice. Shouts out to Josh. No worries. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It was on Monday. Um, and with that birthday, speaking of the change that we're all trying to do in our lives to become better, I thought at this age, you know, it's kind of going to be a year of evolution for me, kind of the evolution of Mike. So I realized over the past few years, I just kind of been living, but haven't been doing anything. Going to work, my regular nine to five job, going home, uh, making sure my apartment is clean and buying, make sure I'm cleaning, whatever it is, but not actually doing things I want to do in life. So taking this year to kind of make sure that when things come up, I'm not very hesitant and just try to enjoy life. On top of that, I started a, uh, a weight loss journey, which I told Brother Josh about. And I'll be giving you guys updates on that as we go along to keep me motivated. I uh, have an idea. I feel like as a plug for the shop and also someone who goes to the shop, I think we should all go work out with Vaughn, with Jazz. I think that would be a good idea <laughs> dope. as a part of our weight loss journey. And if we can get that on tape, that would be better. Yeah, fine. I, Damn. That was, then that would be great for his business, too. We'll bring that to Jazz's attention tomorrow when I see you. I'm sure Jazz would love that. Uh, but just as an update, as of right now, over the last 10 days, I've lost about 11 pounds. So Okay. okay. I'll keep those updates going. Oh, we got sound effects. <laughs> okay, we work on the sound effects. No I'll worry. Keep those Joe Brennan, we coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> we coming. <laughs> so I'll keep those updates going. Um, So now on to the actual uh, show itself. So where we last left off at a couple weeks ago, John and I had seen the movie Joker. Joker as now getting close to a billion dollars in revenue as a small budget film, which is amazing for DC and Warner Brothers. How much was the budget again? I think it was like 65 to 70 million. That's really? it. There were no really special effects if you watched the movie. There was no green screens. It was just, you know, a regular movie. Hmm. And it's almost reaching almost a billion. You're thinking about it, right? Yeah. But... It was just like almost reaching a billion dollars, which is incredible. Wait, already? 
Yeah, hey, already. It's like a 700, 800 million right now. Yikes. Like, worldwide. Like, Sheesh. already. It's a past all of the DC movies, except for Aquaman, but Justice League, um, Batman vs. Superman, even uh, Man of Steel. All of that already. So, it's doing well. So, we gave kind of our small, spoiler-free review. John and I, last person to see it was Josh. Gets a little busy sometimes. You know, he's got a busy life. What do? Well, it's okay, Mike. You don't have to make excuses for me. It's anyway, fine. I just want to hear Josh's uh, <laughs> spoiler-free review since uh, the movie is so big. So for me, I honestly see why Jared Leto was upset because that's probably the gritty film that he envisioned doing when he signed on to do the role and Suicide Squad. But that that became more cartoony and they totally, you know, jixed him out of a out of a deal. But with Joaquin Phoenix, I feel like he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers after that performance. I still have Heath, number one, and I still have to give Jack number two, so he would definitely get number three. He's in my top three performances. So without getting into any spoilers, performance-wise, I definitely agree, since you, you know, just seen it. As far as um, plot, story, ending, what are your takes on those? We, we talked about it before off-camera. About his character, I thought it was great that they did it in a way, in a very cinematic way that gave awareness to mental health, which is great because, you know... It definitely did that. So I thought that was brilliant and during, you know, mental health uh, time of the year. So I thought that was very clever, very great business, but also a very good message in terms of being empathetic to people who, you know, have different ailments, right? Something that they cannot do anything about. So it's just being empathetic on that wavelength and... We saw at the end how he took out vengeance, or let's say the the whole of Gotham took out vengeance on that reality. Right. Without getting into any spoilers, once again, uh, spoiler free. And I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of my top movies of the year. And as you know, I do see a lot of movies. And also coming soon, I'll be doing some movie reviews for you guys. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and with that being said, the year is coming to an end. We got two months left in, uh, towards the end of the movie. Uh, towards the end of the year. So are there any upcoming movies? Star Wars. Come on. <laughs> besides Star Wars that you might look forward to seeing for the end of this year. Or even into next year. How about that? It's Let's... for all the marbles, though. All the marbles. Are we still talking about Star Wars? Yes. Oh. Come on. <laughs> you can't dismiss Star Wars. This is like, this is the one Okay, let's make let, it relevant. Yeah, and I remember, John, you're not a Star Wars fan, right? Not really. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to leave John for a second. But since you want to discuss, discuss Star Wars. Well, no, just that I want to see that movie. That's all. Okay, but let me just. They also had a final trailer two days ago. Did you see it? Very disappointed. Why? Didn't actually see. For lack of better words, what you're expecting, and that's how they get you every time because you're expecting one thing, and then they deliver another. So they didn't really get into the plot of the movie in the trailer. They showed you more visual effects than right character development or even conversations. But based on the other two movies in the trilogy, you can see where they're going with it. So you think you're going to be disappointed in the movie? Or just point in the trailer. The movie. Okay. So you're going into it 
with low expectations. No, I go into every movie knowing that I'm a love it. Cool. <laughs> right, right? Did that just happen? I, I thought felt, it was only one. <laughs> I, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the movie knowing you'll love it. Well, again, I don't go to movies that often. Right. So if I actually go, I already know that I'm going to enjoy it. That's the only reason I would pay money to go. Well, you just said the trailer gave you low expectations. Right. So I'm hoping J.J. Abrams is as talented as we know he is. Okay. Because I feel like he can save the legacy. That's why it's important for me to see it more than any other movie. Okay. Especially during a holiday period. So, okay. It's like a, a Yelp review response. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I thought review. it was, I'm being real quick on this. I thought it was a, a vague trailer, but I think they do that with a lot of trailers now. Mm-hmm. Not to give away, especially with Star Wars or Marvel films. No matter what, I'm going to see the movie. The tickets literally broke the endgame records for pre-sales within the first hour. And it's like by 50%. So it's really, really a lot of Star Wars fans. This is what I'm saying. This is their endgame. Right. This is Star Wars' endgame. Because right. Kevin Feige is going to start doing Star Wars movies. So I hope they really, they're going to have to really do something massive, especially for Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Right. Which, by the way, we talked about that one day too. I just got to, I just happened to be reading yesterday, and I don't know who is or who's not a Verizon member, but apparently Verizon Unlimited plan members get Disney Plus free for a year. Sounds about right. With T-Mobile, you got Netflix. Right. So I mean, I feel like with all these free giveaways, Spotify just did one, which I partaked in, even though they're going to take some of your information, but whatever. They're giving away those uh, those Google Nest okay. speaker things, where it basically gives you an idea of like your schedule. Right, right. And I believe it's a speaker as well. Right. Um, it's not the newer one, uh, but, you know, it's like, it's a $49 device. All you have to, all you have to do is have, I feel like I'm giving advertising to Spotify, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But it's basically, but basically all you have to do, it's like why supplies last. You just have to have a premium membership with Spotify. Uh, You go through the link. um, It takes you to Google's website. You enter your address. You put your debit card or credit card. um, They're not going to charge you. And you get it in a week. But essentially you're paying for it by having a premium membership. I mean, I already have it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you already paid for it, really. Base, I, right? I guess, but hey. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take I'll all take the free it. gifts I can get. Sure. Um, and then do they charge you, like, a lot in the back end? Well, once that first year is up, do they, like... for No, you, you automatically revert to the initial plan, which is going to be uh, $6.99 a month for the Disney Plus. So even if they decide to go up next year, after your free year, you get that initial plan. So it's actually a really good deal for Verizon it's members. A, it's a great investment by Disney and Verizon. I, I agree. I've already I already have Verizon Unlimited, so it works for me. I can't deal with never having service, so I jumped on Verizon several years ago. Uh, <laughs> I just can't. That's a great ad. I like that. I did even my job now. Like no one has service. I'm like I'll never not have service. I don't know what to tell you. Like that's not really a me problem. So, um, but John. You have any movies or let's start with movies that you might want to see within the next two months or even into the beginning of next year? I haven't really looked at dates. Um, I know I want to. I know I want to see that movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Um, is is there a Batman movie coming out? Is that real? No, that's not real. No, Batman uh, will be coming out in twenty twenty one. 
Well, yeah, I know it's not coming next year, but so that is real. Oh, I, oh, an actual Batman movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Batman movie coming out uh, starring Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. In 2021, they've already casted uh, Catwoman mm -hmm. as Zoe Kravitz. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe the Riddler, too, right? I, I believe so, yeah. So Isn't Catwoman having a Jonah movie? Jonah Hill, I believe, is going to be the Riddler. No, Jonah Hill's not going to be the Riddler. He actually... Uh, politely declined the offer but it really was about money he wanted too much money and i wonder how much money he wanted they didn't give the numbers out but apparently he wanted too much money to play the role and they went elsewhere with it so we'll see with that but there's a bad movie coming out likely gonna be a trilogy hopefully it's good that's in 2021 mm -hmm. i'm interested in seeing um uh terminator actually dark fate in a couple really? weeks. I am. Because I heard great reviews about it so With far. Terminator. Did you see the trailer? I saw the trailer before I've the joke. I heard it's the best Terminator since T2. And it's really, really good. Because you got to remember. Um, Arnold's in it. Arnold's in it. But the director. I don't know why his name slips me James right. Cameron James, is the producer. James Cameron is the producer on this. So he has some take on it. But he didn't in the previous Terminator movies since T2. That's fair. So... I, I thought the trailer did suck. I won't agree with that. However, I'm getting good reviews about it, so I'll be there sitting there watching it. Right. It's done enough to get you to go. You know, the trailer did its job. As long as you go, trailer... the trailer didn't do its job, but the reviews kind of reeled me in. When <laughs> I heard it's been a little bit better. So, did you see all the Terminators? I've seen every one. Yes. Because I thought you were gonna go see this one anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, Josh. That's that, that's all I'll say. However. That's... Uh, look forward to this man doing a review on that as well. Uh, look for what's that? For you to do a review on that movie. I will do a review of Terminator Dark Fate, um, and and any other movie. I say again, I'll, I'll be seeing movies weekly from now on. Uh, shout out again to, to plug in my unlimited movie pass with Regal, which I still have. So I'll definitely be going weekly. When is Catwoman come out? There's no Catwoman movie coming out. There is a Catwoman coming out. Because I was in Chicago and I was there for the shooting. They said there was a Catwoman movie. I don't know if it's like been made public, but they said there was a Catwoman coming out. It hasn't been public. Oh, I don't hear anything about it. I look at movie sites every day. I was at a rooftop. If you find out, let me know. Because again, I'll be there to watch it and review it. Uh, I was at a rooftop and they were shooting um, shots for it. This, this is... No, no, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. For my um, birthday in March, they were shooting scenes. And I was like, what's this for? And they were like, Catwoman. So, really? <laughs> For the we'll 2021 film, you think, or I, I don't know. Could be for the. It could be for the, the Batgirl TV series is now on the, on CW. Okay. It could be for that. That would make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure, but it could be for that. He said movie, so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I hey, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, moving right along, there's a movie coming out though. I do want to see within. I think actually this weekend it's called Black and Blue. And I'm definitely going to see that. I don't know if you guys seen the trailer or know about it. it sounds familiar. The corrupt cop movie. Right? The corrupt cop movie. Oh, with Tyrese. With Tyrese been putting clips every role. week. Right. Yes. But with the female mm -hmm. uh, African American officer. Right. And she finds out about the corrupt police, and they're all chasing her, and everyone helps her. And I think it's going to be a really good, thought-provoking movie as well. So mm -hmm. I'll be going to see that with my mom. Actually, shout out to my mom this week. So. So and by the way, I love the actress portraying Miss Harris. Yes. But isn't she British? I think she is. So I'm just asking, do you guys have a problem with that? I know I don't, because again, I love the actress, but I know some Americans might have a problem. Some African-American women might have a problem with that. 
I think at this point in my life, I think it's so, I think, I think, I think for me, when Stringer Bell <laughs> and The Wire, like 2003 or four, and once I found out Idris Elba was, was British, I kind of never again had a problem with a British actor portraying an American or African-American of any kind. I'm okay with that. If they do the role justice and they're good at doing it, and I don't know that they're British, then I'm fine with it. True. I mean, my answer is a given. It doesn't really bother me, especially with um, just traveling so much and just meeting people and actually going to Europe and seeing people of different colors and seeing how many black people there are there over there. It really doesn't bother me, but I could see somebody, an African-American from the United States where it may bother them because there's so many talented actresses that we have to offer here in that sense, where I can see where they can probably uh, have a little bit of debate, a debatable arg argument in that sense of like, why not choose one of them? But as far as me not wanting to see the movie just because she's not from here and from over there, I don't think that really makes sense just based off the premise of what they're trying to portray. So when you go into so many talented actresses here, mm -hmm. that can also go into the same debate they have when uh, rappers get roles or athletes get roles, right? Because they say there's so many other talented actresses or actors. Why are they getting a the role? Even down to Lala on Power, where people like <laughs> kill her, disrespect her acting, right. like it's the worst. Like she's in like a kids play. Right. Um. So how do you feel about that? Like act, like rappers or athletes or um, or uh, social media, uh, presidents getting roles in movies over talented actors or actresses. Well, my thing is when it comes to that, it's just basically. You know, there's times where you see artists who are in films and you can tell they kind of don't take it seriously. It's more of like a check and it's just and they're really portraying their true their true selves. But then you see uh, certain actors where they actually take it where they take it seriously and they actually give you a show in that sense. And I think one of the biggest people that we see nowadays is 50 Cent in a sense where you see his transition especially with um, the deal he did uh, with Cheetah Vision, where they gave him $100 million and he did 10 projects. And just to see um, his start from Get Rich or Die Trying and going from power and the growth and the seriousness of him trying to acquire projects and hearing uh, different stakes of when people are acquiring rights, like with the Suge Knight of him hitting up Ray J, like, listen, you should come holla at me in that sense. We can we could do work. I know how to make this work in that sense. And or with the BMF series or with the Power Book 2 in that sense. I think when you see people like that, it's an inspirational in the sense because you see somebody on a steady, consistent grind of where they want to excel as opposed to some other artists where you may see them not taking it as seriously, where it's just like, okay, I'm doing it just to do it. And you could see that in their performance. So you're saying you feel like you don't mind them getting a shot, but once you see it, they're not taking it seriously. You rather the next time the role goes to another actor than that particular rapper or artist or, or whatever. Right. Right. I think it's just if you could tell when somebody takes something seriously just off of the work effort and how they do it and the seriousness in their particular role, especially when they choose to not use their stage name and go and use their real name. 
that's just basically putting it out there like listen i want you to take me seriously don't know i'm not the artist i'm the human being and this is what i want and this is what i want to do like i'm really interested in doing well as opposed to somebody who comes in as the artist and saying like oh this is it whatever i'm popping in this particular realm and i'm going to do good in this and how do you feel about that josh i mean we all know i'm a fan of business and commerce right so at the end of the day these shows created and as john was saying all these projects put how much money in 50's pocket and his account and we know he's fantastic of doing these massive deals where you get immediate liquidation you know what i mean or immediate return so when people like lala or whoever wants to have a cameo in a film that's part of being on that carousel of pop culture so she can do that and the show is going to do that for more ratings all right. I agree with that 100% as well. So speaking of um, good segue, British actors um, doing American roles. Wasn't it you, John, that told me that one of the actors in the Wu-Tang show is British? or Yes, the one who plays uh, RZA. I can't remember the young cat's name, but it kind of threw me off when I was watching the extras. And he was speaking his British accent. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> And it was kind of like a Ildris Elba moment when you finally realized that he's not from here. And John Boyega also in Star Wars. Right, right. He's a he's a really good actor. Oh man, he's good. And the transition of like when they, especially when they speak in our tongue, right? And how easy it is for them, which we would think being naive, like how do you do that and then turn it on and off? But just the process of just being an actor and just really using your voice. And really going into the character and really going into the experiences of what that particular person went through in that sense. I agree. So that was a good segue because we're going to talk a little bit about this show. Uh, Josh hasn't seen it yet. We're working on that because it's such a good show. But John and I are very heavy into this show. And the whole uh, Wu-Tang, I guess, story and, and, um, and, and where they are and how they come from. Since we last met, uh, John watched the uh, documentary I told him about as well of Mike's and Men on Showtime. So, what one John? What did you think of that documentary, and how do you feel about the show where it's at right now compared to where it was in the beginning? Well, first and foremost, the show is phenomenal in regards to the casting, uh, the familiar faces, uh, the storyline, the music. Um, the artistry, it's just every week you just want to tune in and every week it just gets better and better and better. Um, the documentary, I think it gives you a better idea of the artists, of how they are and how they transitioned from Staten Island into Hollywood to an extent. And I feel like with what they did, they really gave you an opportunity to speak to each particular member in the group and you get an idea of who they are and what they do. And um, I really appreciated the, the specific fact. And then it gives you an idea before ODB, before he passes away, it explains his frustrations of what he had with his cousin, Riza and uh, the genius and what he and divine. And Divine, of course, Divine. How could I, how could I forget about him? Uh, Riz's brother, the uh, mastermind or the manager for many, many years. It really gives you an idea of what they do and how they did it, and it's just amazing 
to see these young cats go from young men into grown men into a, a space of just like world worldwide stardom and it's just <laughs> it, it's crazy <laughs> it sounds very captivating it's that's, a, that's what happens with all the child actors and entertainers right they essentially lose it at, yeah. at one point this year i thought it was the best show on tv even beyond power or the other ones i think it's well written i think it's well filmed i think it shows the early 90s um uh new york or even east coast if you were alive even or or around during that era you see how authentic the show is. Facts. Like you see the the uh, triple fat goose coats and the Timberland boots they're right. walking around with. Right. Some so, uh, some of the leathers, the slang. They did a very good job keeping the authenticity, uh, the authenticity uh, of the time period. I think the acting is good uh, as well uh, in most parts. And as far as the show, how it goes along, the last episode, as we were talking about off camera. Um, Riza, who's the mastermind behind the whole Wu Tang, lost all of his tapes. His tapes are like his babies. They basically means everything to him. They're all the beats he made before he got signed. Some of the in-house ciphers or rap sessions, and uh, and he lost them all. He has to get them back. I don't want to give too many spoilers. Once again, we kind of try to do spoiler-free reviews, but to see how losing his tapes. And how that made him feel makes you think about any other art that we do, whether it's this show or an actual painting, a, a song, and how these things can make us feel like we would feel for one of our kids, like if we lose them or can't get a hold of them for some reason. So let you know, like how art can you know meet, be really close to our heart in any way. So I hope to get Josh showing up by the time we watch the next show. I'm going to give him my Hulu password. That's why I can get, <laughs> get him to watch it. <laughs> well, I am planning on getting Disney Plus, so I'll probably get Hulu. Okay. So I was, you know, waiting for an authentic moment, you know. Right, 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 right. But I'm hoping to get him on there.